Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode, we're talking about getting through mental abuse. So, good morning. <laughs> and happy Valentine's Day! Yay, woo! Or happy Galentine's Day. Heck yeah. <laughs> what even is Galentine's Day? It's like, for gals. Oh, okay, okay. I was like wondering, everyone kept saying that I'm like, Galentine's Day, what is yeah, Valentine's Day? Yeah, it's like Valentine's Day, but only for girls. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, yep. Because yep. that's going to be me this Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, so, on that note, we were talking with some of our friends last night, and, well, I was in a conversation with one of these girls last night, and we were talking about basically, like, abusive relationships, and it's a main topic that I like to talk about just because I think it's one of the most common topics between women that we all go through, and we, not only women can be obviously abused, men can be as well, Right. but I think a lot of times women are higher victims of that because once we find a person that we really like, we just cling to them and we want to take care of them and we want to support them and be there for them, and a lot of men know that, especially if they see something in us that would show that. Right. And so they think they can treat us any way that they want to treat us. Right. And so I think it's just a really important topic to keep talking about, keep the conversation going, and it's definitely a topic that I want the podcast to reflect as well, that we want the podcast to reflect. Um, So, yeah. Yes. So what is your kind of experience with mental abuse or, like, abusive abuse within a relationship um mine isn't like crazy or anything it's mine is mainly like gaslighting and stuff like that where Mm -hmm. it's like they you you're like no this really happened and they're like no it didn't like stuff like that so like mine isn't like extremely bad but it's like don't downplay it though because it still is yeah gaslighting is honestly one of the most frustrating and one of the most um hurtful types of manipulation dude and that's crazy you say that because like i was literally in therapy this week and we did something called brain spotting i don't know if you've ever Mm, heard of it i have and it's like intense but it's like amazing like as weird as it sounds like i bawled my eyes on and i was like dude i feel great thank you like because you really get down to your issue and you would think like when i got explained it to me i was like i'm kind of nervous about this but it was so good and she was like i was telling her about a situation and she's like okay, and I was like, I just tell myself, like, it's okay, and I move on. She's like, but it's not okay. Like, you need to remind yourself that, like, these things, like, to somebody, it could be like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Like, why are you upset about that? And some people, like, my cousin always says this to me. She's like, because I, like, say to her, like, sometimes, I'm like, I guess I just don't understand it. She's like, it's like me with, like, depression and stuff. I try not to... um, try not to judge people who go through it because I don't know how it feels. And I was like, dude, I really, really like that you say that because I feel like a lot of people, like, put you in a situation and they're like, I just don't understand, so I'm not going to listen to you. Like, she's like, I really don't get it, but I'll be here and I I want to, like, understand if I can. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I love you. Like, thank you for saying that. And so mine is more like gaslighting. Like, they would make up lies and I'd be like, this really happened. Like, I would see it. And then they would be like, hmm. No. So, no, like, it actually didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
that wasn't about you. Like, I swear I wasn't talking about you yeah. in this situation. And I'd be like, what? Like, what it are you doing It makes you just not trust your own instinct. Yeah. It makes you second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. It makes you insecure, like almost feel like you're crazy. Yeah. And some people would be like, well, you know, you saw it. So, you know, you're not crazy. But right. when you have somebody on you, like you did not see that. You are literally right. psycho. Like that did not happen. You start to feel insane. Yeah, dude. And literally like, I, what happened with me is, like, it would get to the point where he, like, make me feel bad about it, so I'd just be, like, I'm just gonna deal with it and feel, like, guilty about feeling that way, and then I'm just gonna deal with it and just sit in my feelings and be sad, so it's, like, you don't even want to, like, express yourself to those people because you know they're gonna tell you, like, you're wrong, like, even if you try to explain how you feel, they're, like, I don't want to talk about my feelings, so we're not gonna talk about yours, and it's just, like, that's so true, yeah, and so hearing that, I'm, like, bro, okay, and I was, like thinking about it too I'm like it makes you depend on that person like codependency depend like gets to the point where they like basically like what I always say is I got like trapped in his room in a sense like not literally but like we would hang out and I would just be in his room like that was it like he would be doing something and I'd just be chilling and I didn't really hang out with my friends because it would get to a point where he would get like upset with me if we hung out with my friends and I'd be like okay like that's cool and so um and granted like we were young and I would get upset if he would hang out with people too and it was just like because it became the norm yeah exactly and you just like deal with that and I'm like okay bro like this is fun (laughs) and so I um got dependent on him I literally was like I need you to be happy literally like I need only you and then it got to a point where it was like and I we've talked about this before but like I would literally like not trust myself to the point I would make up scenarios in my head that he was cheating on me Mm. and when it got to that point like every single night I prayed I was like god if this is not for me like get me out of this and then something happened and it was literally like this is God showing me and I used to always say I'm like bro I can tell the future like I know I can tell the future and now I know it was like the Holy Spirit telling me that Mm -hmm. but I was like because when I found out he cheated on me I literally told myself the night before the next day a girl that I haven't seen in years came up and told me and I was like bro what like I haven't seen you in years and you're coming up to me yeah when you told me that I was like whoa yeah that is so crazy so I was like okay so it's just like then you just really get through and you're like wow like I feel like a lot of times like I've forgiven him and like I've moved past it but a lot of times like I reflect back on those emotions it's been over a year and I still look back on those times I'm like bro like I might have hurt him but like I don't think they realize like how much they affect you like I am literally like my connotation about social media my connotation about getting left on red my connotation about every single thing about social media or even like texting about anything is flipped now because of like that and because of my past and just everything and like I just don't think people realize like how big of an impact they have when they're doing things so that's why now like when I'm talking to people when I talk about things with women like this I'm Mm -hmm. like bro like people don't I try to make a difference in their life like you need to realize that every single thing you do in somebody's life can literally make or break things as crazy as that sounds like Especially somebody who's healing and you have no idea what they've been through. Yeah, and, like, it literally is one of those things, like, me and my cousin, again, were talking about last night. She was, like, I got left undelivered, and um, I was, like, waiting for, like, a response, and it made me remember, and then they were, like, I'm sorry, I was going through stuff. And I was, like, dude, that's so true because you never know what somebody's going through. You really don't. And I was, like, oh, bro, like, yeah. So, 
it's crazy and it makes me like really sad like to because I guess I didn't really realize before I didn't realize how many other women went through it and then me and you got connected and Joss's story is so much almost crazier than mine and then like me and you got connected I'm like I'm not the only one yeah like there's so many other people that go through so similar and it's Jeez. Sorry if you guys hear like background noise. I swear, like whenever we get on to record, everybody feels like banging yeah. stuff around. Just like with the dogs and the cats last it's week. Like, the dog, like we, we start recording, they immediately start playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like Are come you on. Anyway, but no, yeah. So I guess it was my once I went through it, and I think what you were saying too, like once you go through it, it makes you so passionate to reach out to people and try to help people who go through similar things. And I feel like as far as women, I just have such a heart because I know how it feels when you feel trapped in the situation. You feel so unempowered. You right. feel so small. And you feel like you'll never be able to make it out. Because I know for me, I literally thought that I was going to be stuck in this Forever. forever like I thought that I was gonna end up marrying him I didn't know how to leave but I didn't really want to be with him anymore like that's to the point it got I was like I don't want to be with him but I can't be without him like right. something just really felt like I would die if I left yeah. him mm-hmm. and um so anyway I guess I'll get into a little bit of my story I've I tell it a lot but for those of you who haven't heard it before um Growing up, I had a really tough relationship with my parents. Like, they weren't in my life. My dad is a drug addict. Well, was a drug addict. He's a recovering one now. But, um, so he was never present. Like, and when he was, it just wasn't a good situation. Like, I would see him fight with my mom. Like, he was very abusive towards my mom. And my mom, being a young mother, she didn't have the capacity to really take care of me like she was like 19 going through a terribly abusive relationship physically mentally verbally like all of the above right um and so my grandparents thankfully thank the lord for my grandparents took care of me and um so I already had like that sense of abandonment I already had that sense that like not a lot of people wanted me around or whatever and you would think oh it wouldn't really carry over into a lot of aspects of your life but it carries over into every aspect literally like friends like literally everything you just gain a different type of attachment to everybody Mm -hmm. and so um like even going and sleeping at my friend's houses like I couldn't stay the night like my grandparents would end up having to pick me up because I had separation anxiety dude and literally what as you're saying that like it's like you go into something and you're like these people are gonna leave me so I need to cling on to them as tight as I can because they leave me then I'm gonna be screwed again and upset again so I need to just be like Mm. Yeah, it's just, like, this super unhealthy and insecure cycle. Right. And so that's kind of, like, how I already started out. (laughs) And then um, moving into high school, like, when guys actually started to notice me and, like, whatever and would try to talk to me, um, I would just cling on to whoever came along. Like, when you're not whole or fully, like complete right you kind of just take on whatever comes your way right and so um I didn't take the time to get to know them I didn't take the time to you know figure out if it was a good situation for me or not I was just like oh it's a boy like this will make me feel better (laughs) and so (laughs) I was a junior and um I had met him 
and we were together then for four years. And the first year seemed like perfect. Like everything seemed perfect. Like we just wanted to spend all the time in the world. Like he was my soulmate, all this stuff, you know, how it feels. Like they feel like your person. Yeah. And like, this is it. We're yeah. getting married. We're having a hundred years. You feel so good about it. You're like, whoa, like he's literally everything I ever asked for. Dude, I remember like saying like we would talk about things and I'm like, I can't wait for the high school reunion to be like to go and be like stun on people and be like, yeah, we're still together. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah, no, no, literally. <laughs> I like and then you get that narrative in your head and you're like I have to make this work yeah but anyway so um the first year was great and then I remember like the second year was when we started to have problems and I started to have like insecurity issues but like he really was doing things but like I kind of looked past them but I was feeling insecure about it and once insecurity hits a relationship like it can get unhealthy very quickly yes it's not like talked about or it's not addressed right away dude and as women i'm sorry for cutting no, you off okay. but as women like we genuinely have this naturing we've talked about this before but we genuinely have this naturing side so we're n- mother nurturing nurturing yeah i was like naturing that does not sound right <laughs> so, welcome to kayla's um grammar wrong thing Twenty thousand time grammar wrong again anyways but um like we want to fix like is quote not like fix them but literally be something that can help them get better we're like yeah we're gonna get them better and they're like you're like no you're not yeah. but we just uh, in our head we're like we're gonna get them better like yeah so then you know the second year I kind of started to realize he had a drug problem as well like he would ask me for money to buy drugs and I would pay for them like I would literally go to the ends of the earth to do whatever he needed and he knew that and he would take advantage of that And, you know, not that this is everything, but I was the only one who had a license or a car or a job. So, like, I was the only one that was able to provide those things in the relationship. So, it was a very 90-10 relationship. And um, so, then it just got to the point where I literally felt like his mom. Like, I was just doing everything. And (laughs) he knew that I was getting to that point. So, that's when the manipulation started to kick in. Because he was like, oh, no. Like, you're not going anywhere. Like, I need you to basically take care of me and, like, do whatever I need you to do. Like, you're not going anywhere. Right. And so, I couldn't see my friends. I barely saw my family. Like, it got to the point where I was working full time because now I had graduated high school. I was working full time. He would want me to literally come to his house at least... By, like, 30 minutes after I got off work, like, if I took more than 30 minutes, he would call me, like, where are you? Oh, you're with another guy. Like, what are you doing? Why aren't you at my house yet? And it was getting to the point where I was like, dude, I have no time for myself. Then I still had a curfew, so I had to be home by, like, 9, 10 p.m. And if I wasn't, like, my grandparents would go crazy. So I would literally work from... 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., go to his house, like, 3.30 to 9 or 10, and then come home, have to sleep, and then do it all again. Like, I literally felt like a slave. Like, I felt like my life was not mine. And then in the time that I was at his house, it was nothing but fighting and, you know, realizing that he was cheating on me, doing things behind my back, lying to me about the stupidest things. Because, mind you, I'm at work all day. He doesn't have a job. He's out doing whatever the heck he's doing. And, um... Not that that's, like, a like it shouldn't even be a thought, but, like, it was because right. he wasn't, you know, honoring me. Yeah, and I, like, my dad told me this a long time ago, but he was, like, if you're, like, your person or the person you're with or whatever is literally, like, being, like, you're probably talking to another guy. They're doing that because they're doing oh, that. Yeah, and they do that to me yeah. all the time. And mind you, I'm, like, the most loyal person. Yeah. Ever. Like, I would never do that in a relationship. And he's, like, here accusing me of this and... 
So then finally it got to the point where like, I remember this so vividly because I was the type of person I needed evidence. Like I couldn't just go by how I was feeling. I couldn't just go by what people were saying. Like I needed to see it with my own eyes. So I had dropped him off at his friend's house. I went back to his house, went in his room and looked on his iPad and I found everything. Like I found messages, I found, you know, his activity, I found everything. And that's not healthy either, but I needed to see it to be like, okay, like he really is cheating on me. Right. So I saw it, I saw everything, I confront him about it and he's like, you never saw that. You never did that. I was like, what do you mean? This is literally what the messages said. He was like, no, you're literally psycho. You are crazy. And this is literally how he had talked to me. He's like, you're literally so stupid. Like, I did not do that. I didn't message that girl. You're an idiot. And this is literally, like, how he would talk to me. And so I was, stupidly enough, I was like, you know what? Maybe I am, like what the heck yeah because that's what you think though like you're just like well he's telling me so like I have to believe yeah him. Like, so I, why would he lie to me yeah so I kind of gave up on it after a while like but all these things still add up like in your in your mind and like in your heart like it's kind of like you know okay that's that's strike one that's strike two like it it builds up even if that's not the the thing that makes you leave you right. remember it right so um, that type of stuff continued and continued, and I just remember, like, one time, too, we were driving to, like, the grocery store to pick up something, and on our way home, he was like, let me out of the car, because we, like, started arguing, so he was like, let me out of the car, this and that, so I let him out of the car, and then I was like, oh, it's, like, snowing, like, I feel bad, he shouldn't have to walk all the way, like, so I pulled up next to him, and he's like, he got in the car, he's like, you're literally an idiot, you're a moron, like, he was, this is literally how he would talk to me, like, just call me stupid all the time, call me crazy all the time. I would have panic attacks and he would be like what is wrong with you like why do you act like this do you act like this around your friends like are you stupid like he would literally talk to me like this and it's just like for years I stayed though and you know that is partially my fault but this is like how I what what I feel like internally I felt like I deserved yeah and that's why I was staying for so long Mm -hmm. and so it got to the point where I was and I was in therapy at this point because I was like something's wrong with me and I don't know what like it it seems funny but like I didn't realize it was that bad yeah I didn't realize that like this wasn't quote-unquote normal right like I thought that this was just kind of how relationships were it's kind of what I've seen from my parents like this felt normal right and so but I was like really depressed and I was having panic attacks on a regular basis if not daily like multiple times a week week. (laughs) and so I was like I need help like I don't know it was getting to the point where I was kind of like teetering on suicidal like it was getting bad because it almost feels like like literally because not recent well like it literally feels like you have no other choice it's either like you stay with them or you die like as bad as that sounds I felt like I could not get out and so Then when I started going to therapy, she started talking about codependency and that stuff started to make more sense because a lot of times people who are codependent have like an addict for like one of their parents is an addict or like that's kind of how it starts because we build like this unhealthy attachment. Um, And so that started to make more sense. I started to keep that in mind and, you know, she started to say you're in an abusive relationship, you're in an abusive relationship. I remember hearing that for the first time and I was just like like I started crying because I was like there's no way I'm in an abusive Mm -hmm. relationship like 
no. Right. I'm not. You know, we're healthy. We right. We can fix this. Like It'll be okay. Like, I just have to wait around a little longer. He's going to get better. Right. And then he'd show a sign of getting a little bit better, and I'd and be, like, be like, see, yes. we're making progress. Like, <laughs> he loves this is me. my husband. You know what I mean? But <laughs> really, he's probably just kid. doing it behind your back. He's just hiding right. it because now he knows that you realize what he's doing. Right. And so it was just, like, years of having her tell me, like, this is unhealthy, this is unhealthy, you need to leave, trying to help me get stronger to be able to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's kind of when I started to find the gym. So this was, like, around three, three and a half years of me being with him. So this is when I started to work out, like, building hobbies and just getting stronger and more independent, I guess. And he hated that. Like, he did not want me to work out. He would literally be like, who are you going to the gym to impress? I'm like, myself? (laughs) Like, come with me if you want. See what I do. I literally, like, lift. And this is the only time I felt good. Dude. And with that, at the gym, I do not like when guys stare at me. Like, I go to the gym sometimes in a crop top and leggings, and I'm like, I'm not here to have you guys stare at me. I'm here to, yeah. like, make myself feel better. Yeah, like, and people don't understand. They literally think we're going with, like, ill will yeah. or something. I'm like, dude, I'm going to feel good and look good. And this, at this point in my life, this was the only time I felt, like, mentally sane. Yeah. Like, I would literally be... I was going crazy. Like, I really was. This was the only thing. This was my only outlet. And so, um, I was like, this is one thing I'm not giving up for you. Like, I'm going to go and you're not telling me I can't. So eventually he realized I wasn't going to give up. So then he started coming with me and then he got super into it and whatever. So then I started working. Yeah, Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I enhanced your life, but um. (laughs) whatever. No big deal. (laughs) But so then I started working at the gym that I was working out at and I became a trainer there and um he still didn't have a job at this point so i talked to my manager and he hired him and his friend to work there this ties into the story that's why i'm telling it but um so then probably like a month or two after us both working there um things got really bad like we wouldn't talk for like two or three days but then he'd still expect me to like be with him it was like a super confusing narrative and I still don't really understand it but we were together but like not really and I'm sure a lot of people get that because it's like super on and off and rocky and at the end it's kind of at a point where like you know you're done but it's just like you're still holding on yeah yeah, you have, so, like, this little glimpse of hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, it's going to get better, I swear. Yeah. So then um, I remember going into work super early because I would also, like, do some of the daycare stuff just for extra hours. And I was there when it was, like, opening. So it was, like, early on a Saturday or Sunday. It was, like, 7 a.m. Holy crap. Yeah, it was very early because gyms open early. Yeah. So I get there and his friend is working at the front desk and me and him are literally just like small talk like talking about work or talking about probably him I don't know we were just like talking yeah because he's like the only two people in the freaking gym right what else am I gonna do and so then I guess he was coming to work out or he worked too or something so he came in a little later because I think he knew I worked so I think he was just coming in because he knew I was there yeah and immediately gets so angry with me that I'm, like, talking to his friend. Like, he literally 
had me come back into like the little break room that we had starts screaming at me he's like that guy thinks you're ugly he thinks you're disgusting like he literally talks so much like stuff about you he's like he literally says you're gross so why would you talk to him and I'm like well I start crying at this point because I'm like what's your goal to make me feel bad because yeah. now I do like Thanks. I wasn't trying to flirt with him I wasn't trying to like talk to him anyway we're literally just talking like normal coworkers. like what are we supposed to do not talk to each other and look at each other like you're crazy yeah and I was like okay so I started crying and I walked away and he was like oh I should beat your ass right now as I was walking away and I was like oh no yeah like you're not threatening me like that so I literally got scared walked away went in the back room and I was crying he came back there started screaming at me again like literally this just went on and on and then I went into the locker room to get away from him because I started to get scared because he like cornered me so I got super scared and I went into the girls' locker room because obviously you couldn't follow me there. Right. And he was like, bitches are crazy. Like, sorry for my swearing, but this is just a story. He was like, bitches are crazy. Like, you're crazy. Like, screaming this into the girls' locker room where everybody can obviously hear Right, him. exactly. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, Am I'm just I like, really the crazy one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like crying moment. at this point. And yeah. I'm not even saying, like, I'm not fighting back with him because at this point I'm like, I'm just done. Like, right. this is too much of my energy. What am I even supposed to say to you? Like, your goal at this point is just to make me feel bad, which I do. Like, I don't even need you to do that for me because I just do on my own. Right. So you're just adding to it. And so then, sorry, this is super long. No, it's So then I walked out of the locker room because there was kids that I had to watch. So I had to be in in the kid room. As the kids are in there, he's coming in there yelling at me, like, trying to fight with me. I'm like, I'm literally not doing this in front of the kids. Like, we can talk later. But I'm done. And he'd be like, yeah, okay, like, you're crazy, like, whatever, this and that. You're crazy for telling you you're done? No, literally, he'd be like, whatever, like, I I don't even want to talk to you later. And then he'd come back, like, two minutes later and then start talking. I'm like, you are literally insane. Yeah. So then um, the kids left and he was like, I should really beat you up right now. Like, I should beat your ass. And I was like, what the heck? So I ended up leaving. Like, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I left early. And I went to my mom's house, told them, and they were like, you need to be done. Like, at this point, it's it's him or us because I can't, my stepdad is, like, ex-military, so he's like, if I get involved, like, this is not good for me, it's not good for you, like, I'm going to end up in jail. Like, yeah. you need to leave this right. situation because if he puts his hands on you, it's over. Like, right. So this is the point where it was, like, really a wake-up call. Like, I'm like, wow, am I really going to allow him to, like, hit me? Right. Like, because once they verbally threaten you, the actual act of doing it is coming very soon after. Exactly. So then I told my therapist, and she was like, you cannot see him. She was like, once he brings that up, like, it's going in that direction. And she had already told me that it was going to go in that direction if I let it go on for too long. Because there was times in the past where he had been physical with me, like, not full-on hit me, but he'll, like, grab my arm or, like, drag me or, like, do things like that where it was just like, okay, like, this is kind of physical abuse. Or he'd, like, hold me down or... Um, push me, like, little things like that where he was just really aggressive with yeah. me. And so I was like, okay, like, this is my wake-up call. So I cut it off, and then a couple months later, like, this is where, like, the harassment started, though. He would not give up. Like, call me, text me. I'd block his numbers. He'd find a different number, a different phone to text me and call me off yeah. of. He'd try to find every social media, make new accounts to be able to message me. So I blocked him on everything. 
I finally changed my phone number, went to the cops on multiple occasions. He showed up at my house, like... And he used to tell you, like, that he's going to commit suicide if you don't stay with him. Oh, yeah. And then she was like, well, I I literally tell everyone this. I'm like, if they threaten you with literally saying they're going to commit suicide, call Suicide Hotline. Yeah, which is... That's not a... That's such a serious matter to say you're going to kill yourself. Yeah, that's like... And I'm happy you brought that up because that's like a main tactic that a lot of men well people use in general i've heard women do this too like they'll literally threaten that they're gonna take their lives if you leave them yeah and he would use this on me all the time and that's one of the things that would keep me because i'm like if he does that because of me i will not be able to live with myself exactly so i was telling my therapist this and she was like no that's manipulation the next time he does it call the cops on him call suicide hotline so i did and they sent the cops to his house mind you i didn't know he had a warrant so they arrested him (laughs) and took him i'm like oh my goodness but guess what after that he never said it to me again he never threatened me with that because he knew i was Right. Like, you can tell me that all you want. I'm just going to keep calling the cops on you. Exactly. But then my dumbass freaking paid his bail. Like, this was (laughs) when we were still, I think this was like the third year. So this was around when I was like getting ready to leave, but not quite. So I paid his bail. Oh my goodness. I still think about that and like, dude, it was like $400 too. Dude, so expensive. But this is like the type of mentality. I'm like, I need to say like, crazy if and nobody so else crazy. is going to do it i'm gonna do yeah it. and it's crazy to think about because you almost feel like you need to be the perfect person in order for yeah. them to like love you or mm-hmm. they're not gonna leave they're gonna think about how good of a person i was and it's just like you don't need to do all that if yeah. they're not willing to stay with you just because of who you are then honey leave right like, dude and i was literally just gonna like while you're explaining it it's like not until after you're out of it and you like start explaining what happened like i was explaining it to one of my friends one time like what like i went through and everything and he he was like that is so toxic. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like, I didn't know I was in a toxic relationship. Like, I didn't know that. And I get, like, nervous almost, like, talking about certain situations because I'm like, oh, it's going to hurt their feelings. But, like, what, like, I've learned is, like, yeah, they might not think it's a big deal. Like, one, who knows if they listen. Two, like, if they do, like, this is how I feel and this is my story. Yeah. And if this is going to help another woman get through it, then so be it. Like, yeah. I need to remind myself that, like, when I get anxious about talking about it, that's completely the enemy because he doesn't want me to make other women feel good. Yeah. Or men feel good because it happens to everyone. And, like, they're so likely to have toxic relationships now. Oh, my goodness. It's so so, bad. It's so common. And that was one thing, too. Like, I would post on um, social media when I was starting my training about why I wanted to do it and how I wanted to help women and empower women. And he saw that and he literally found a way to contact me and was like, you need to take that down. You're harassing me. I'm going to call the cops. That's verbal I forget exactly what he said, but he was basically saying that it's slander and but, all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I didn't give any identifiable information. Yeah. Like, I didn't say your name. I didn't give anything that people would think, oh, yeah, that's him. Exactly. So I was like, I know I'm okay, but he tried to, like, trick me into... He tried <laughs> I'm not to, laughing at you. He tried to get me to not not pursue this. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like, this is my perspective. This is what happened to me. And now... Because this happened to me, what you meant for evil, I'm going to use for good. Yeah. Like, I'm going to help women. And, dude, for the three, four years you were together, I mean, like, we didn't really talk when you guys were together, but, like, I didn't even know you dated him. Yeah. Like, literally, I had I no idea. I wouldn't post about him. I yeah. wouldn't. It was one of those things where I really didn't want people to know I was with him because I knew he was out here cheating on me. Right. I didn't want to look stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here posting about you, but I'll be, hang out with you every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
I didn't want people to really know. I know exactly what you mean. But, yeah, so then back to what I was saying earlier, like, he would literally harass me, like, text me, call me. I had to go to the cops multiple times. The next step was a restraining order. I had changed my number. He somehow got my new number and texted me on that. I don't know how, I still don't know to this day how he got my new number. I feel like the way, like, we kind of, I try not to do this because this isn't good, but the way, like, we put it together, how we think he did, I feel like that's right. Yeah, it's literally crazy. Yeah. So the fact that he would go to this length, and then I've heard other girls too, like, then guys will start emailing you and, like, just, like, yeah. trying to find any freaking way to contact you. It's like, bro, just let it go. Like, you didn't want me when you actually had right. me. And now that I'm finally to the point where I'm done, you want you Right, want me. exactly. But when women, like, when you're in a relationship where you, like, really care about that guy, you're not going anywhere. So when you're done, you are done. Yeah. Like, we'll stay until we absolutely cannot. Yeah. I literally made a tweet one of the first times me and him broke up, and it was, like, I love that people don't realize how good they have it until it's gone. It's so true. And it's very true. And I, like, recently have been struggling with not... Well, I was really bad this summer. And I would, like, after me and him broke up, like, I would try to find guys to, like, fill that void. And Mm -hmm. I'd be, like... Then I would, like, literally be so head over heels for these guys. And, like, guys would be, like, yeah. Like, my... Me and my therapist were talking about it, and she's like, what you have to do when you get in situations like that is remind yourself every bad thing they, like, did to you. As mm-hmm. bad as that sounds, so, like, when I'm feeling weak and I feel like I miss him or miss somebody else, that she's like, remind yourself what they said to you. Like, basically, one of the guys was like, like, I like you, but I just am not into that right now. Like, I just want to be, like, single and have fun. So, basically, like, I, I like you, but I don't respect your morals. Yeah. So, it's just, or like... like, sh- I like you, but only you isn't enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm just, like, what is it? And, like, recently, I feel like God's showing me, and this is, like, what we want to come to in the end. Like, God's showing me, like, I'm going to give you who I want you to give, who I want you to be with, but when you're ready for it and when you see what you deserve. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna let these guys keep treating you like trash and, like, almost disrespecting you to be like, yeah, this is what you deserve. This is what you need to do. You need to be okay by yourself before anything else. And for a long time, I, like, wanted another guy there. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I want another guy there? Like, if I was in a relationship right now, like, I was just thinking about when I went to Mexico, for example. Like, I would not have been able to meet any of those guys I met. Like, not met. Like, I met this amazing group of friends. And... I wouldn't have been able to talk to them if I had a boyfriend. Like, I would have been able to talk to them, but it wouldn't have been the same experience. Not saying I did anything crazy, but, like, when you have a boyfriend, like, you have to think about them. And, like, Michael Todd says it all the time. Like, your single season is supposed to be the best season of your life. And recently I've been seeing a lot of TikToks, and this guy, it was, like, a guy's TikTok. I don't even know who he is. He was, like... I'm going to start making myself, like, I don't know who you are, but I'm going to start making myself into the perfect, like, not perfect husband, but who I want my wife to want. Yeah. Like, and I was like, wow, like, if I'm sitting here, like, doing whatever I want, like, that's not making myself ready for what I say I'm ready for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, it's crazy. And, again, back to toxic relationships, when you're just out of that, even a year or two out, like, it takes, it, who knows how long you'll heal from it. Yeah. And, like... 
when you're still healing from it and you're realizing how much more is underneath the first layer, you're like, there's so much I have to learn and like get better at. And it's just like, that's okay. Yeah. And you take as long as you need to heal from it. But it's like, we need to realize that it's okay that it, nothing's wrong with us. It's okay. And that was, was the first thing I said to my therapist. I was like, I need to figure out what's wrong with me. She's like, I need you to stop saying I need to figure out what's wrong with me because nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. Like nothing is wrong with you. I think that's an important topic to touch on too is like everybody's trauma is different and everybody feels different yes dude so like if you could go through something that seems less than what I went through like but it still is big to you and like it doesn't have to be like oh you were like physically abused or like sexually abused for it to be a big deal because it still affects our mental health it still affects it could affect you the same way that a bigger thing would affect me. Yes, it just dude. depends on our life experiences. And I think that a lot of times we try to downplay our trauma and downplay, oh, well, it's not as bad as what this person went, went through. And it's like, yes, be grateful for that. But at the same time, don't make yourself feel like it's not as valid. Yeah. And I think I didn't really know that until, like, I really got closer to you. I didn't know that, like, we can feel, like, basically any way we want, not we want, but feel, like, things can affect us, and they could be so small. Like, they could be, like, somebody just calling me ugly, and that could affect me and, like, go down to my soul and be, like, oh, my gosh, like, that hurt me. We have the right to our emotions. Exactly. And I think, too, like, being in manipulative relationships or it doesn't even have to be a relationship but like if your parents are manipulative towards you or your friends are manipulative towards you um that messes you up like you Mm -hmm. almost feel like you don't have a right to your emotions and you don't feel like your emotions are valid you don't feel like how you feel or like what you think is right right and that can be like the worst thing ever because that really is the only thing that nobody can take away from us is our beliefs and like our thought processes and what we learn as people or our experience nobody can take that away from us so like if we don't feel like that's valid you constantly are looking for other people to validate you you're constantly looking for somebody else to fill that hole and I'm going to bring it back to God because he's who healed me. He's who filled my hole. You know, him and like Jesus is who helped me. Yeah. And I think that's why, like at first I was so shameful of like sharing that because I'm like, oh, people are going to think I'm like a weirdo. People are going to think I'm a Bible thumper. (laughs) Dude, I love when you say that because I'm like, heck yeah, I'm a Bible thumper. It's so funny, but it's like, it's true. Like I was just so afraid of the judgment that came with that because for, you know, 21 years of my life, I never... Well, I don't want to say I didn't believe in God, but I basically didn't believe in God. Like, I didn't follow God. I didn't know about the Bible. I didn't know anything, really. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, dude, this is going to make people, like, judge me and look at me so weird. But I'm not shameful to say that Jesus is the one who helped me through because he has changed my life completely. He's changed my confidence completely. Like, yeah. truly following him and, like, learning who he, how he sees me and who he believes I am, that is, like, all that matters. And, yes. like, that is how I was able to, you know, find a good whole man himself yes. that helps me. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Loves it. So, <laughs> so I also, when you were talking about the single season, yeah. I enjoyed my single season. Like, yeah. it wasn't a super long single season, but I truly think that God is intentional with every single thing. Because at first I was like, oh, I met him too soon. Like, this can't be, like, you know, a healthy relationship because I didn't have long enough. But, you know, I had a good... I'd say about five months. And in that five months, I dated. Yeah. Like, I wasn't completely, like, not seeing guys, but I would go on dates with them, and I would go into it not being like, oh, he's so, like, 
attractive. I would right. go into it like I'm going to get to know him. Get to know him right. on a personal level. See if he's a good person. Right. See if we vibe well together. See if he believes in what I believe in, or you know, see if it is something that I could actually see myself like enjoying my time with this right. person rather than like just jumping in right away like oh he's showing interest in me like this is my husband right but then I realized like guys get so mad when you do that yeah like, I was going on these dates and they're like I'm not the only one you're seeing like you don't want to be my girlfriend I'm like no I've been on like two dates with you like absolutely not and then you know <laughs> after that I was like you know what you're moving way too fast and I could see that yeah I could see that these guys were moving too fast and then when I took maybe like a month where I was like you know what I'm just not going to talk Swearing to anybody. Swearing off, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? Because I ended up getting really hurt and by this one guy that I actually did like, but he just wasn't ready yeah. to move forward. And I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. Right. Like, he's not showing the same interest in me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut it off. And then I went to Summerfest and I met Xavier and, like, he just did everything completely different. Dude. Like, he um, moved so slow. The way he asked me, because a lot of guys don't even ask if you have a boyfriend. They don't ask if you're seeing anybody. And the first things they said, but it was more towards the end of the night after we had already introduced ourselves. And mind you, I was not interested. Like, at first, I was like, nope, I'm not talking to any more guys. Like, I I've, need a break. I dated, like, three guys in the past, like, in these past couple months. And right. I'm like, none of them are cool. Right. I was like, I don't like any of them. Right. And so he was like, hey, like, I'm Xavier. What's your name? And I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I know what you want. I'm Jocelyn. <laughs> no, you can't have these digits. Like, I was, <laughs> I was it's like, it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> but then he was like, are you seeing anybody? Like, at the end of the night? And I was like, oh, no. And he was like, would you want to go to dinner with me? And I was like, yes. Wow. No guy has ever asked me to, oh. like, in person. I've never, like, met a guy. I've never met a guy and have him, like, ask me out in person. So dude. I was like, dude, that's so cool. Like, yes, I will go to dinner with right. you. Like, that was such a gentleman thing. He's like, all right, I'll call you. I will call you, not text you, <laughs> not Snapchat you. He I'll snap you. He didn't ask for my Snapchat or my Facebook first. He asked for my number. I'm like, you know what? Yes, you can. Because, like, I just liked the way he did that. Right. But I still didn't go into it like, oh, like, this is going to work out. The next day, I actually, was like, it was like 1 p.m., and I'm like, He's probably not going to call me. Like, he's probably drunk and doesn't remember. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Summerfest again. And then he ended up hitting me up, and we went to Summerfest again with um, some of our friends. And from then on, we just... Dude, and um, with one of our friends, Claire, and my cousin, we all go to church together on mm -hmm. Sundays. And Xavier opened the door for her. And Claire was like, he opens the door for her? He just, he believes in that stuff. And, Dude, and that's, like, what it is. And like, that's the thing, like, I think society kind of shuns that now. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't need a man to open the door. Yeah. But, like, he cares. Yeah, like, and it's so sweet. Like, yeah. the meaning behind it. Like, take me back to the old days where a guy would pick you up, go up to your door, bring you flowers, and literally and be I like, And I think that's what I love go. is he's more traditional. And, yeah. like, that doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't. But, like, he really is just a gentleman, and he yeah. genuinely cares about me. He takes care of me. And right. not in, like, a misogynistic way way but like we both are equal in different ways but like he genuinely like cares cares and he leads me you know right. and he really like together we have like found God and it's yes. so funny because when we first met we didn't know God you know neither of us did and so together like I feel like God brought us together because I was going through a wild season like I was just like drinking all the time like and I've told my testimony yeah. <laughs> yeah those times <laughs> I've told my testimony in the past but I was just going crazy like partying right whatever 
And um, then I met him, and it was just, like, it just took a good man for me to be, like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, get my life together. And he, two weeks after dating, he was, like, come to church with me. And I was, like, absolutely. And then we never left. And, you know, now you come to church with us, and Claire comes to church with us. And it's just amazing what God does. And I think that's a word for some people, too, because I think sometimes, and I would get on myself like this, like, oh, how can a relationship be, like, godly if you didn't? no god before yeah, right. and i was like you know what i don't think that that's true for everybody because he is a, essentially what brought me to god right and we brought each other to god so um yeah i don't know it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be for you right you know no and i um a couple things off that is i my therapist said this to me and i've said it before and she's like as christians like we know what we deserve yeah so like when guys like now like aren't respecting me or judging me like aren't showing me like the respect I deserve and know I deserve I'm like okay bye like (laughs) I'm sorry but I'm not wasting my time with you like I might be a little butthurt like I talked to this guy for a tiny bit like it was like probably like two months if that and like at the end like he really thought I didn't like like had hatred towards him and I was like bro I don't like I don't hate you I have no beef towards you like we're cool like I don't because now you have a bigger understanding. Yeah. Like, you know what? That just was something that God wasn't... Yeah. And he, he didn't like, have in my plan. Yeah. Or and he, he literally showed me things through that. I was going to say, yeah. he uses situations like that to teach you things. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what you need to work on. Right. For you to then, you know, be whole for your next actual relationship. Yes. And a thing Sadie posted, um, it was with her and her husband. And she's like, before you say I do to that, like, boyfriend, like, your single season, she's like really think she was like if God's love isn't enough for you and this is what really hit me she was like if God's love isn't enough for you a human's love will never be enough for yeah you. that's so good and when she said that I was like I really have some work to do because yeah. like you sit here and you're like oh, I want a boyfriend like mm-hmm. it would be nice to have someone right now and I've said that before and then like I think about it I'm like would it really be nice to have somebody right yeah. now because as soon as a person shows me interest I'm like I'm out like yeah you know, I'm like you're not it sorry bye like And it really shows, I'm like, I want God to be the center of my life and the Mm -hmm. center of any relationship in my life. And, like, if, especially with a man, like, I want the man I marry to be, like, he loves God more than he loves me. Because if he loves God more than he loves me, our relationship is going to be so different. He's going to love you like how God would love you. Exactly. And that's what's important to find somebody who is going to look at you not only as, like, how am I trying to say they look at you through God's eyes. Yes. Like, they look at you as a human that's going to make mistakes, but he still loves you, and yep. he knows that you're imperfect, but he still is willing to be there for you through oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Like, Jose, he's seen me in some of my ugliest moments, you know, and he still is like, don't worry, I'm not judging you. Like, right. I love you. Like, I know this, you know, I've been through this, or like, right. I don't, I would never judge you for that. And I've never had a guy be like that. Like, if I'm, you know, have a bad day, or I have a panic attack, I'm used to being like, what's wrong with you? Like, right. why are you acting like this? So to have somebody who actually cares, and he's like, no, like, it's fine, we're gonna get through this together, yes. you're gonna be strong, you know, I'm gonna help you, and I'm that for him too, though. Yeah. So it's equal in that way, and you need to find somebody who's willing to do that for you. Yeah, and I think I'm very thankful for, like, being in church now and seeing people and then like having you and Zay as like a big part of my life because I see how Zay treats you and I'm like if a guy doesn't like treat me anything like that or like our spiritual mom and her husband her husband (laughs) sings up on stage and she's like literally like they're like singing at each other I'm like bro if that's not me like if that's not me and my husband I don't want it but like I see those examples for relationships and I'm like 
bro, like, that's how a godly, loving relationship really yeah. is. Like, and it makes everything different in, in a perspective. And, like, what I'm trying to catch myself is I'm like, just because he loves Jesus doesn't mean he's going to love me the way I need to that's love. That's true. Or just because he says he loves Jesus. Yes, that's a big one. <laughs> sometimes they say it because they know that's what you want. Yes. And they're like, yeah, I love Jesus. And then you're like, okay, do you go to church? No. Yeah. Or, okay, do you pray? No. Do you read your Bible? No. Oh. Yeah, just I guess you don't. (laughs) And I shouldn't say that because just because people don't do those things doesn't mean that they don't love Jesus. But um, it's also on my heart to say too because I think that this has been coming up a lot recently is like girls will be like, I'm so happy for you that you found God, but like that's just not for me. And it breaks my heart, but at the same time, I don't want women to think that just because we believe in God that you can't listen or you can't get something from what we say because yes, what we say might be based on, like, biblical things, but it's also just, like, morals and, like, things that will set you up for success. Right. And I feel like sometimes just the word Jesus or just the word the Bible, like, rubs people the wrong way. But I feel like if you actually look at the principles, it will help your life so much. And I think that it breaks my heart that just because we consider ourselves, like, Christian, it turns some people away. And, I mean, we have to be okay with that, but... If you genuinely listen to what we say and don't just get turned off by the words God or Jesus or the Bible, you will get something out of it. Yeah. Because, like, it's meant for you to hear if you're listening. And, you know, genuinely, whether you believe him or not, he's trying to speak to you through us. Because sometimes the words that we say, like, it's not even what we planned on talking about. It's not even what we're really saying it's like something that I truly believe that God is trying to get out to women and get out to people so if you look past that and you look at the actual message I really believe that it will enhance your life in some way and help your life in some way dude so I just pray that you guys receive that and that it's not just something where you're like oh no that's just not for me yeah and a lot of times too like I, this is bad to say, like, I'm not saying a lot of women are like this, but there's, like, points where, like, women don't want good for other women. Like, it's, like, jealousy, envy, like, a bunch of things like that. And literally, like, all me and Josh are trying to do is literally just make, like, you guys realize how much we want your lives to, like, be good. Like, we are praying and, like, hoping for your success. We are hoping that you're thriving and you're living your best life. That's what we want for you guys. Like, we don't want you guys to ever feel like, what we talk about, like, turns you away because Jesus is part of it. Like, yeah, I want, I literally want this podcast to be like a friend that you've never had because I know growing up and like in high school, like I didn't have a lot of like healthy women relationships. Like a lot of women did show jealousy or like backstabbing or gossip and all this stuff. And I just, I never wish that upon any women. And I feel like this podcast, I literally just well, we literally just want to touch the hearts of women, yes. help women feel more empowered, help you feel inspired, and essentially feel good, not alone. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we talk about this a lot, too, and I think it's getting more normalized, but a lot of women don't share their stories. Yeah. And they're either scared to or, you know, they don't feel like they have anybody that they could truly open up to. So I feel like through me and Kay being super transparent about what we've personally been through and, you know, how guys have personally treated us, it'll open up the conversation for more of you to be like, wow, like, other women go through this and other women have struggled. It's not just me. Right. I'm not you know, unique in that way where abuse is only happening in my life. Yeah. And then hearing other women's stories of, like, 
I can relate to that. Right. You know, so I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's what we want this podcast to be, and that's how we kind of want to reach you guys. Obviously, we're going to bring up God, of course, because he's done works in our life, and he's done so much, but the ultimate goal is to help women. Yes. We're not just trying to help Christian women. We're trying to help women as a whole feel empowered and inspired, and men. I mean, if men are listening, too, that's amazing. yeah. Thank you. But our main main goal is women, because we know that a lot of women feel suppressed a lot of women you know aren't empowered or don't feel safe and I hate that and I love Dixie D'Amelio I tell everyone all the time like I really like Dixie and like (laughs) people are like why do you like Dixie so much and it's because she's so transparent with her mental health like her first three songs she came out with she's like I know people like are probably getting irritated with me because like my mental health but it's just like such a big part of my life and like I just want to share about it and I'm like bro I appreciate you like I would love to sit down with Dixie and like get coffee and talk about mental health because people don't want to talk about it. They're, like, scared. People turn them turn them away. And, like, I hear so often that people are just, like, like I said in the beginning, like, with my cousin, how she says to me, like, I don't understand it, but I love to, I would love to understand. Like, I know what she says is I've never, I don't know how they feel. So yeah. I don't understand, but I'm here for you and I love you and I will support you and I, anything you need, I will be here for you. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. And um, I love that about her, but so many people besides her, like, not her, I'm not talking about her at all, but, like, so many people are, like, I just don't understand what mental health is. I'm going to keep my mental health in and not talk about it. Yeah. So the fact that she's, like, I love you and I will be here for you, even though I have no idea, I will be the best shoulder to cry on and to listen to you. And I'm, like, thank you. And it's so, like, when people want to talk about it, I'm, like, thank you for being so transparent and thank you for talking about it. I think that, um a lot of times people try to avoid how they feel because they just don't want to feel it. It's not necessarily that they don't know what mental health is or they don't want to talk about it. It's like they don't want to feel. Right. And so when they see people so comfortably talking about it, it almost makes them feel uncomfortable because they're like, whoa, I don't want to go there. Yeah. But also, like with social media, it's a highlight reel. So everybody just wants everybody to think that their life is perfect. Perfect. They don't go through anything. You know, we see a picture of somebody smiling or doing something on social media and we're like, that's a happy person. Like, they have no cares, they have no worries, they have no mental health issues, and that's so not true. I could snap a picture right now of me smiling and post it on Instagram, but really I'm internally struggling. And then everybody's like, oh, you're so beautiful, and then they're thinking like, oh, you know, her life's perfect. Right, she has no problems. Yeah, and it's like, no, like... I'm struggling. I'm right. not I'm not saying people, like, always call me beautiful, but it's just an example. No, like, I get what you're saying. Like, you can post whatever you want. Exactly. And everybody, no matter they want to admit it or not, has struggles in their life or has had hard times right. in their life. So, like, talk about it. It right. helps people. Yeah, exactly. Know? And, like, um, what I always think about, I'm like, if my story, like, or I was talking about it with a patient this week, actually. I'm like, if I can make one person's day, like, by smiling at them or, like, sharing something with them and it makes their day and turns their day around, that's what my goal in life yeah. is. To, like, change somebody from, like, being sad and, like, not being happy, quote-unquote, and, like, that grumpy person at the grocery store that works there. You're like, if you smile at them, that could make their whole day. Like, you I don't know. That. I love so, that. Yeah. yeah. And I want us to be as tra- transparent on here as well, like, me and Karen, not perfect. We've never done a oh. podcast before. <laughs> our grammar and our speaking is totally not clear, but I think that the... the see? What the heck? Dude, what the did heck you hear my that? thing in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Welcome. <laughs> I think sometimes, like, podcasts sound so perfect, and I'm like, whoa, ours has a lot of improvement yeah. to do, but 
I also think it's what makes us unique and quirky because it's like, no, I'm not going to come on here and say everything perfectly or yeah. say everything politically correct or grammatically correct. Like, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to stumble over my words, but I'm going to share. I don't Right. Barely. But I'm going to share it because I think that we think that it's super important transparency. Heck now yeah. we're just like dragging it on. We're yeah. just like, and, 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 and. Here we go again. <laughs> but okay, guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you got this far in the podcast, I pray that you did because the ending was so good. Yes. But we love you so much and we genuinely are here to support you. We haven't gotten any DMs or prayer requests yet. So please don't feel shy to DM us any prayer request you may have or even something you're struggling with so that we can support you in that way. Yeah. Um, also topics because we're always just like, what should we talk about? This yeah. Week? Literally, we don't pick topics until the day of. Yeah. Which I kind of like. Yeah, and I do. It's like, you know, what does God want to share with you guys? Right. I don't know. But if you guys are genuinely struggling and want to hear us talk about a specific topic, go ahead and DM us. Yes, please. And like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We do have a TikTok, but we have not been active on there. But go ahead and follow us there. Heck yes. And we say this every week as well, and I think it's so funny that we still haven't, but we will be on YouTube soon. soon. As soon as we can. <laughs> yes. I'm getting an apartment within the next couple months, so we will be able to have more freedom to yes. film and do that kind of stuff. So look forward to that. And on that note, we want to save, save the girls. girls. Bye, guys.